Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is Mr. Noah Kagan. He's one of the most interesting people that I know. You've probably heard of him. He's number, he was number 30 at Facebook. He was number four at mint.com. He's the CEO of appsumo.com, which is, if you haven't heard of that, this is the number one software deals site. He's got a massive YouTube channel, like top business channel. I just get sucked into his videos. Apparently I was watching them and then now they're showing up on my TV and then now the thumbnails are so good and I just keep clicking back into them. And there's one with me. So if you search hard enough on his YouTube channel, you'll find my 15 minutes of fame. He's also the author of the upcoming book. If you're watching this on the YouTube channel, which let's just be real. Our YouTube channel is like peewee school compared to Noah's, but uh, you'll see it. You can see his book. It's an awesome cover. It's, uh, the book's called Million Dollar Weekend, The Surprisingly Simple Way to Launch a Seven-Figure Business in 48 Hours. If you're watching this or listening to this right now, the book probably just launched. So go grab a copy. We're going to dive into today, the behind the scenes of the book launch. And we got a lot of fun stuff that we're going to be talking about. Uh, and uh, so this should be a fun conversation. Noah, welcome. Great to see you, man. So proud of you on your own journey. And uh, this peewee school, man. One school in school in session? Cause we're going to rebrand the, the YouTube channel <laughs> the peewee school. YouTube. Oh, man. Well, hey, I want to start with this. Obviously, we'll talk about book stuff. But I don't know that I've ever heard this story. It's so impressive seeing what you've built with AppSumo. I remember when I was first getting into the online business game, hanging on every email that you guys would send. And our uh, mutual friend Neville, and there was one other guy, I can't remember his name, that was writing a lot of the emails. But it was just like, the emails were top shelf. They were riveting. They were engaging. I'm opening them up. I'm buying the tools and all the stuff. And just, I I think because, maybe it's because you guys have been around for so long that it's easy to underestimate the juggernaut that you've built. (laughs) You guys are just humming. It's, at least it seems like from the outside yeah. looking in. So why did you start the business and why do you feel like that business has not only been able to sustain for a long term, but just mm. grow so successfully? 100 employees, yeah. you guys are doing, yeah. I don't even know how many eight figures a year. It's crazy. Last year, we did about $80 million in, in gross sales, which is unbelievable given that, you know, Sumo, which is the same thing that everyone can do in mil- that using the million dollar working formula. I started for 50 bucks in a weekend. And, and I say that because it's reality that every hobby or like you got this idea for a book. Yeah, right now. And by going with it and making sure people want it and making sure it's an opportunity that can lead you to really amazing places. And so I would say part of the success of AppSumo is that we chose a great market. A lot of your, your audience is people wanting to write books or they've written a book. And the same thing goes, which is, are you writing a book in a market that is people wanting to read? And then number two, as you're working on the book, how very early on can you validate that people are excited? Not Mm. like you have to convince Mm -hmm. them, like, please read this book. Like, hey, I'm working on this book. It's about how to make a million dollars in a weekend. 
it's it's a very it's and I can walk you through that process to to be like wow people are excited to have this book and now the marketing mm-hmm. stuff has been fun and so same thing went with AppSumo where it was a culmination of ten years of failure mostly failure rejection depression <laughs> frustration uh, where you know I wanted to have my own business and then I got fired from Facebook fired at Mint.com and that really inspired me to realize I didn't want someone else controlling my future mm-hmm. I didn't want one person deciding my livelihood. Right. One yep. person changed my, my, I, I, them. So thank you, Matt Kohler. Thank you, Aaron Patzer. for <laughs> giving me that, that blessing. And I, I want everyone to be able to have that chance. And so with AppSumo, yeah, it was, you know, product and web stuff at Facebook and learned about focus and scale. Uh, and then at Mint, I learned about the, the importance of a product and a market and specifically how to do marketing. And then I tried all these mm-hmm. other businesses over the years. And ultimately at 30, I wanted to do a business that people were desperate to have. And what I recognize is that everyone wants customers. That's just a universal problem. Yo, recognized I really love deals. Like I was telling someone, if I ever got a yacht, I would name it Good Price. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a yacht. I don't have a boat. And uh, but I just like a good deal. I still love a good deal. And then just figuring out that what I also enjoy doing, right? Mm. So it was like good market opportunity, things that I that to me, and then things that I thought were were going to be bigger in the future. And it was like, all right, let's try to do software deals for entrepreneurs because that's that's mm-hmm. also you know the book to write and the best business to start is the one where you're the first customer. Doesn't mean it's going to work as a business, but it's at least mm. a good foundation to to walk mm-hmm. over. You know, in a weekend, uh, I launched AppSumo and with around fifty dollars, it was actually. $60. It was 48 <laughs> which I paid the developer four bucks, four hours of $12 an hour to put a PayPal button on a website, and then $12 for the domain. And very quickly, I posted on a marketplace, which is a way you can validate ideas. Mm-hmm. And people instantly bought it up, you know, software. And then it was like, okay, cool. Want this now? Let me go fast in the right direction, where a lot of authors, I've seen it. I, I get this question a lot. Like, a book, how do you think I could sell it? And I was like, no one wants to read it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how do you approach, so validate? Yeah. How do you approach even books, which I did with Million Dollar Weekend, the same way you can mm-hmm. approach businesses uh, as a really fun experience. And yeah, apps today, you know, we've had ups and downs. You know, we've had times where half the team has quit or we had to let go of most of the team just from the way the business was operating. And that's mm-hmm. also, you know, the business and I, I, our success, which everyone can copy is you have to find something people want and then you have to stick with it for a very long period of time. Mm, that's, that's it. Good. Just gave mm-hmm. you all of it. Now you don't even need to buy the sequel. You can just buy this book. That yeah. That is where we got to today. And I mean, again, it was started in a weekend. And then the reality is that, you know, your girlfriend or a wife or you got kids and you got a day job. You don't have a lot of time and money to, to try to right. side hustle to change your life. Right. But you do have a weekend and you got an hour free that you can do something. And that's the mm. reality of by not having a lot of money or time. What can I do today to then change my life for the next five years or beyond? Yeah, that's great. I'll just have some things that I heard as takeaways. I mean, I love the the two process. Find something people want, and then step two, stick with it for a long time. <laughs> We're very similar in that way. I mean, I'm going a decade on selfpublishing.com. I guess congratulations, you know, technically, but um, you know, decade mark, and it feels like, oh my gosh, wow, how has this already been a decade? And so, there, I love that two two step process. Also valid. What I heard was validate. <laughs> yeah, the simple step process. It's like, it sounds so easy because it is, right? But the hard yeah. part is starting. Yes. And if you can just get started, then guess what? It all becomes easy after that. Well, then I don't know if you felt this similarly, but I feel like also the hard part is sticking with it. You know, I about how I think the two most dangerous questions as an entrepreneur, is, and you, we everyone these all the time. When you go to a conference, or you meet up with friends, or whatever. What do they ask you? They say, "What's new? What's next?" 
and there's and, and feel like I need something new <laughs> or I need something next. And I, I just would remember showing up to stuff and people were like, Hey, are you still working on self? This is back when I was self-publishing school. Are you still working on self-publishing school? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, well, what, like next, is there anything that's it? Like that's your only, is there anything else? And I'm like, <laughs> I just felt so lame. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's- yeah, the same things we were doing, but a lot better and a lot more of them. Do, do you ever yeah. moments in your AppSumo journey where you just wanted to be like, man, maybe this ain't it? Oh, I've definitely tried to start a lot of new things because the grass is always greener. Yeah, yeah. It is, by the way. And mm-hmm. then you should just go try it out and then find out, wow, if I just did the same thing that was working, how much further I'd be. And my favorite new thing to really think about is the best business is the one that works. And I, an hour before this, we were hanging out, I was talking with our head of growth at AppSumo, Nick Christensen, and he had all these new marketing ideas. And I was like, Nick, I need you to watch this motivational speech. It's the best motivational speech I've ever seen. It's by this guy named Art Williams. He's a billionaire. Mm, you know, Art love that speech. And, Just and, do it and do the job and gets do done. <laughs> and then once you finished it, you keep doing it and doing it. And I've really, you know, I was in my 20s. I was chasing, right? Mm. And that's okay. Fine. Chase, try these things out. And in my 40s, I'm not chasing outside as much. I'm chasing inside. And what that means with mm. business is, with Nick, let's even talk with him. We know we works at AppSumo right now. So we know that Google ads work super well. We know our affiliate program with uh, affiliates and video ambassadors works super, super well. But what can me talk about? Nick and I talk about all these new marketing things we do. Oh, well, let's do a thing with Upwork. Oh, we got to do a South by event. Million Dollar Weekend's coming out. We're doing a promo with that. We got a clean shot promo. Let's do that. It's like Nick, a lot of new things. And so the way we come back with AppSumo we, mm. we have two values that we just re- reference, and, and this is what helps us is test and invest. So if you want to do something, great, but test it, don't invest in it. And I definitely made that mistake over the years. And the second part mm. is double down. And what, what I've noticed at 41 is I'm saying a lot more cliche lines, Chandler. All I do is say cliches. And I, the, more, <laughs> the more cliches become true, like the journey, the destination. I was like, shut yeah. up, old man. But no, really, <laughs> the journey destination. But it, it takes time to recognize that. And so with AppSumo, this test and invest and double down. Mm is really recognizing, all right, what is working? Because let's just make that work a lot better. And even when you're writing a book, let's say, people are like, how do I get an audience? It's like, well, how did how get one reader? Well, I would I have my phone contacts. I can pull out my phone right now and look at my contacts. All right, great. How do I get a second reader? Go to number two on that contact list. <laughs> and then number three, just go to the third person. And, and, yeah. and people that ideally would want to read this type of book, and that is your initial audience. Hmm. And so with AppSumo, it's the same thing where we have Google ads working exceptionally well. Well, mm-hmm. I promise you in every single business or every single book, you have not maximized the things that are already or have been working. A hundred percent. I would bet a million dollars. And then if you have decided to do all the shiny stuff, like start a Twitter account, like an anonymous Twitter account, or now I got to do a podcast because that's the thing to do, or I've got, fine, test it. Test a little bit of it just to see what's really making a difference, but keep committed to the thing that's actually working. And so, yeah, that's definitely where I'll give an example. I lost a million dollars cash not in theory, last year in 2022, because I believed that if we had more deals on AppSumo, we went from 600 to 13,000, that we would 10x the business. And what I've recognized is that uh, I, I went quickly. And then I spent a million dollars giving away a million dollars cash to people who listed their products on AppSumo. And I think out of all that, we made $10,000 back. That's not a good ROI Ooh. for people doing the math. Ooh. And we could yeah. have easily tested adding 50 new products and saw mm. what that did before we rushed off very quickly in the wrong direction. Yep. So those are, are ways I think about it. And even in this marketing, I, a million dollar weekend, I tried a lot of things very quickly about marketing stuff to see what would work. Then I ended up with five that I'm like, these five based on 
what I've tested and what I've talked to other authors that mm. have sold a lot is what I ended up on. Mm, okay. I want to circle back to that. Um, the five things you're doing, launch the book. Um, but first I want to get a little bit more into the why behind the book and I'll, I'll yeah. a quick side note for watching this or listening to this. Uh, we were talking right before this, uh, Noah is, is coming back sickness. So this is like a Michael Jordan flu game today. <laughs> so, uh, just, just, we'll, uh, appreciate the greatness. Uh, why, why launch this book? I know you've had, we've talked about this. Like, I know you've had people knew for a long time, like, Hey, you should write a book. Is now the right time to do this? And how does the book, if it does fit in with your brand, fit in with yeah. the business, with AppSumo, all that stuff. I, you said the fact that I'm sick, is that because everything I've said earlier sucked and you're like, you're no, not very no, good. So no, no, that's good. No, no I was good. I, I think it's, <laughs> no, I think it's great. I think because I know you, I hear it in your voice. Just a yeah, a little, little more <laughs> But I think a lot of times in life, it's it's showing up when it's showing up when you're a little afraid. And and that's what Million Dollar Week was for me. Like, why did mm. I write the book? It's the same reason I've done all these other things, because I wanted to. Mm-hmm. That That's it. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people are, I wanted to change the world and help a million people. I was like, I always have a book that I wish I had 20 years ago. Mm. And I wanted to have something that was going to take a long time, because a lot of our businesses and things we work on take a very little mm-hmm. time. And then I wanted something where I'd have to actually really face my knowledge and see if I could actually do it and help people. Or maybe I am an imposter and see if I could really do it. And mm-hmm. then I also thought that, you know, it, it's very easy for people to Twitter stuff today or do a YouTube video. But to do a book, and not only a book, but a book that people read and ideally change people's lives is going to be even, it's harder to do. And that'll help differentiate you. Mm-hmm. If you're doing what everybody else is doing, you're going to be in the same crowd as everybody else. But if you can get mm-hmm. a book in a category that no one else is there, then it, it gives a chance for you to stand out even easier. Yeah. So all those things combined, I would say, I, I wish, if this is the same thing I say about AppSumo. If there was a better place to promote software deals, I would have never made AppSumo. And even today, if there was a better place to promote your software that you created for an entrepreneur, I'll close it down. And there's just not. And this book is the same answer for me, where I wanted to do it. And there's, ever since I was a little kid, I wish there was a book What's like, hey, how do I get going to entrepreneurship? And there's enough books out there, right? There's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. There's Lean Startup. And what I've noticed is that they're either too theoretical, like I, I want to be, I want to have a rich mom, mm-hmm. but you don't know what to do. It just said that you should just choose a rich daddy, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, <laughs> what do, how do I find him? You know, not a sugar daddy. <laughs> or they're like super tactical, like here's how to do your offer. Or here's how to do your ads. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, cool. But what I, uh, with all the information out there, people start still are not having success in entrepreneurship. So why? And if I could, if I could myself and for others, I think I would have the the defining book in entrepreneurship. I believe me and Tal Raz created. Cool, and I want to I want to the areas I can come back to here Let's in a bit. Do it. Uh, why? So you did it, but you wanted to. Which, by the way, have you seen that uh, that video, Mike Posner? Uh, he's, he's, he's you know Mike the music, pill and a busy guy, but then he walked across America, and he, he has this video of like, I'm, hey, I'm doing this. Want to? Like it, it, yeah. I did all these things in my life because other people wanted me to do it. And then finally I'm just doing it because I want to. Mm. And, and it, it, he, it, it's just this amazing video. It's like, Hey, I did this. I want to, I walked across America cause I wanted to. <laughs> and he just like, uh, and you know what I'm doing that? So I want to. I think that's awesome. So you did it cause you want to. You're also a very strategic guy. As it, as this connects to like, it, is this a business play? It's a brand play. Like, where do you see yeah. this into the AppSumo world or does it? I don't think it fits perfectly. And it wasn't necessarily strategic. Like, oh, if we had a book, totally up AppSumo. But I would say that the book 
it's twofold. One, the book itself has a lot of AppSumo stories. There's a lot of uh, you know people who are just stories and companies who are billion dollar revenue mm-hmm. stories in there too. And so if someone wants to start a business, they're like, oh, well, I need help with tools for my business. And there's a lot of stories about this AppSumo company. I'm going to go check that out. Cool. So I definitely think that's it's an advertisement of sorts. If I make a list or not, I don't care. I don't do speaking. So it's not about that. It's more, uh, I do think it helps AppSumo. The other thing that this is, this was a surprising one I didn't even realize, but having a book with, you know, as well as a great excuse to promote yourself. Mm-hmm. And no one ever really said that. I didn't even realize that. But having the book is literally a reason to come talk to Chandler Bolt. Yep. Say, hey, there's a company, AppSumo.com, which I help run, which mm-hmm. is software deals for entrepreneurs. And yep. the book has been a great gateway drug. I don't know why. I don't want people doing drugs. It's been a gateway candy for people <laughs> to talk to me. And then as in, in the conversations, I'm able to talk about my business. And so yep. that has been, uh, it was intentional. I wouldn't say this is like total happenstance, but definitely uh, sure it could be more related. A lot of books, it's, yep. hey, I'm a coach, hey, I'm a speaker, hey, I have some back-end business. Uh, but more, we have a, that, that's where I make all my money. And the book is right. more of an, a brand awareness play uh, at that business. That makes sense. It's a big, big brand play. And obviously up a lot of conversations that then lead to uh, talking about AppSumo. As you said, it's the, it's the candy. So you're asking us to get into his weird van. candy. Mentioned tall rise. So as I was, you know, prepping for this interview, and I didn't even, you wrote this book um, with him and I'm, I'm, or I don't even really full, fully know what the full story is, but obviously he's been a part of never split the difference, massively successful book, massive, never eat alone. Another, you know, very successful book, the store, uh, several other books, um, that he written. So it, what did that process look like? Was he helping construct the book form? Was it like you co-authoring like how did that work? You learned from that process? A ton, right? And I, I did share it on noahkagan.com where like I broke, there's a podcast. He, I interviewed him about the process, how he creates like bestseller after bestseller. Mm. Ideally, the, the, you know, this one does the same. Now, nice. you, a lot of things to unpack in that. Uh, first off, I hired Tall so I could avoid doing hard work. <laughs> I know that's not <laughs> what you're expecting to hear, but that's also the message of the book. And to be clear, it's not to avoid and avoid hard work in your life. But the book's ultimately, a, it's a self-help book, a confidence book, a trust book, realize that they can do the things they never thought they could do in life. And maybe it's not as scary as they thought too. And that's how this whole book was for me, where I thought, hey, I've worked literally for Zuckerberg. I helped build Mint.com, sold for hundreds of millions. I've built seven, I think eight, maybe nine. We have a new one coming out, million dollar business in revenue, real cash money. I don't know if I can even do this, right? So, And I've taught tens of people. And still, maybe I need to hire someone else to do it so I can avoid it. Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. And through the process myself, I realized I can do a hard thing. I can actually, I did commit to part of the book and, and there was a really, uh, the process of creating the content, uh, I can share a lot of that. But really the message of the book I have to say is, what's the hard thing maybe we're avoiding or we think is really scary and how do we test doing something right now about it, get started 
and then recognizing like, wow, maybe I can do a lot more than I even expected. So with Tal Raw's a few things. One, I didn't have some secret advantage where I knew him. I cold emailed him uh, years before. He never replied. And then I DM'd him on LinkedIn and he replied. And I was like, hey, I got a book. Can I pitch it to you and see if you'd be interested? Um, and then I interviewed other co-authors. And this is a really key point. What are you great at? And how are you spending your time where you're great? And where you're not at, you should be hiring other people. Like you don't go to the hospital and do surgery to yourself. You go to a, a surgeon. And for me with the book, like I'm a great marketer and pretty good storyteller. But Tall is a, a great writer. And there's a difference between a writer. I don't know if it's a writer and an author. But really, there's people who can really compose stories and books. And there's people who can do tweets or blog posts. And it is a art and it is very different. And so I met a bunch of other people and Tall was about five times more expensive. And I was like, wow, that's... And I wasn't to make him money, so I gave him pretty much all the money from the advance that I got. Uh, now, the process of working with him, this is something that uh, one thing I got to share is it wasn't, it's not pretty. I think a lot of times we're imagining like this person's better than us. They know more things than us. Yeah. And they're, they're generally, they've had reps and just more time. Right. Right. And, and I would say, it, so the process wasn't as like, there's some... The process is still messy. <laughs> the process like, is messy. And yeah. so with Tall, the way we broke it down was, I worked with the guy named David Maldwar. He's now becoming a celebrity in these book proposals. So the way in traditional publishing, you, I even wrote my own proposal and I sent it to an agent and she laughed at me and rejected me. And so then I found this guy, David Maldwar, who did James Clear's proposal, paid him not a ton, but a little bit of money. And we spent a year writing a proposal. And generally... What you do with the book is you take your proposal, which is an outline, and then that's what becomes the book. And so with Tall Raws, our process was we went into Asheville, into a house in the woods for five days. And then we had giant human-sized pieces of post-it notes. And then we flushed out what's the aha moment per chapter, what's the stories and takeaways in that chapter for every single chapter, just on a big piece of paper. And by doing that, he, he recognized that most of what I put together was bullshit. And that, that's, I'm, that's his words, that bullshit. <laughs> and I was like, well, well, Tal, I just, you know, I, I just pay money and <laughs> the book and I have a social media following. So obviously, like, probably got to turn that bullshit, you know, into and I would say what I appreciated about working with someone like him was, and I would say these are the essence of, the, of books, right? What's the unique message that no one else is talking about that you're talking about? Because so many books don't sell well because they don't really have a unique message. Mm -hmm. And I won't put shade on anyone, but like you, you're like, yeah, this is like, I get fine mm -hmm. next. So I, I, his, the, the idea that you can have, you can change 48 hours without money and I've done it and I've helped others done it. Like that's pretty unique. I don't think there's a lot of books mm -hmm. talking about that. Mm -hmm. And then Tall's other point at a high level was what are the stories that people are going to remember about your book? Ah, uh, what are the stories that you remember? Because the end of the book, and I'll, I'll share more of the process. The ending of the book is a story about my father dying and I deleted it because I didn't want a story about my dad dying. And, and mm -hmm. I wrote a story about you can change your life in a weekend and now you're a powerful person and you're so special and go get it. <laughs> and with Tall, he shitted all over that. He's like, no one remembers that. They're not going to remember. He called it, his phrase was godly gook. No one's going to remember your godly gook. They're going to remember your story about your dad dying and how that impacted you and then it's going to make them think about that for their own lives and i was like and i showed it to a few beta readers and i'll share more of our the middle process because it's very helpful but yeah they they it stuck with that stuck with me that that story 
Now, from the original white papers, I think the biggest things that we did was like being very clear on the, you know, the, the aha from each of these chapters and refining them. And then I worked with Tall. It took about a month per chapter for 10 chapters. And what people don't realize uh, is just being how intentional about everything. And you could treat your a book like a business. I think people miss out on that. And so as we were doing all the chapters, I was tweeting all the, the sections of it, but people don't realize I'm tweeting it. And I'm looking at what tweets got comments, what questions, what likes. And I noticed which ones people liked. And then I just use those and I cut other things that people weren't liking. Uh, and then the other part that was game changing, as we finally had the first manuscript, I broke it out into it was 10 chapters. And I broke it out into teams of 20 of beta readers per chapter. Uh, and that transformed the book. Wow. How so? So the book was 65,000 words. And it mm -hmm. went down to 40,000 words. And ultimately, you know, Million Dollar Weekend. And people, if you like how my marketing and the promotion of this book, that is what, you, you, what you're seeing me do here is what you're going to learn for yourself. So if you like how, what you've seen about Million Dollar Weekend, out, which you should see in a decent amount of places, in ways you're like, wow, this guy's, it's like, it's the same thing for your own business. If you like this, you'll like the book. With the beta process, what people miss out on in business is who's your customer. So who's your reader? And just because you read books doesn't mean you could write them. I'll tell you that. My reader is someone who's tried to start a business or has a day job, has, has tried it, has failed, and still dreams about doing it and wants to try another way. And so I call them the underdogs. And so I recruited uh, a beta team. Now it's at 1,300 people. My goal is 1,000. So my goal with the book was to get 1,000 reviews. So I literally just try to make a spreadsheet on Excel of 1,000 people. That's it, right? Because I figured if I get 1,000 reviews, that's 1,000 purchases. and Ideally, I can help a thousand people and so they'll be excited to tell people about it on the internet. And so each, uh, in the beginning, each chapter had 20 people reviewing it. And you really, you know, we prompted them with two real questions, which is like bold or comment things you love and then leave any comments of areas where that you have questions. And it was insane. It was insane. This changed the book. 20,000 words we cut, rearranged massive sections and really... I would say made the book, I think, from good to great, in my opinion, because there's so many comments and questions. People were like, you ever seen the movie Point Break? Mm -mm. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it in 20 years, but we had like references to Point Break. We had all these stupid jokes. And I'm looking for areas that people didn't comment at all because that means they're not paying attention. So I try to cut those down. I'm looking mm. at areas that people liked a lot. And then mm. I would bold those or try to make sure that th those are higher in the chapters mm -hmm. uh, or areas that people were confused about. Like I have a story about India where I, I, I hated my life. So I went to India and I walked around and uh, you know, I went to Taj Mahal and I went to where the Beatles went and Steve Jobs went. And then this uh, one of the readers was like, I, I don't give a shit about your story to India, man. Like, how does this help my life, loser? <laughs> and I was like, great, thank you. I even called that guy afterwards to, to learn more. But that really helped <laughs> me reframe chapter nine. So <laughs> it does, and Tall, Tall would argue I'm, I'm more of a people pleaser than him, but I'm a customer pleaser more than hmm. a people pleaser and having the beta readers early on was transformative uh in getting to the end material where i'd say you know I, me and tall are the, the the final chefs but most chefs and restaurants have two chefs and those chefs mm -hmm. come up with ideas and then you you're the final people are the ones that are the tastemakers and i think we've uh done that really well with the book we also tested the book meaning uh so we had these people read and leave comments and then every weekend for six months we'd have five people go through the book themselves and give us feedback. And so, you know, 
chapter one of the book. Is this interesting? It's great. Yes, yeah, great. Well, no, I, mean, I just think a lot of your aunts is writing books, and I'm, I'm telling you, there's a different. You can treat it like a tech company, where when you finally have the book finished, because I will say, once you get a book out, it's very hard to change, especially if you have it printed. Uh, you know, self-published, you can change it a little bit easier. Uh, but for example, Felipe was in our week, one of our earlier weekend cohorts, and the first challenge. There's a lot of challenges in the book. First mm-hmm. challenge was like write a journal about why you're special and your dream. <laughs> Felipe, uh, I was like, oh, did you do it? He's like, no. I was like, oh, that's great. Tell me why. Uh, I just, I don't know. I don't like writing in books and I don't want to, I didn't want to write a dream and I didn't do anything. Okay, cool. Let me, re- let me revise it. And so working with him and, and, and inspiration, this was another, this is another, uh, I would say thing Tal told me to do and it worked out insane. Get every book that you're kind of competing or you're inspired by. And so I got around 30 books and do book reports on their layout, on what things did you highlight? What areas did you highlight? And have these book reports before you even get into your book. And so one of the books I, I copied and innovated from was uh, Artist's Way. I love Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And so she has a contract with yourself. So then I added a contract mm. and we revised it to a contract. So I commit to working toward my dream, having fun, facing my fears and following every challenge in this book. And my dream after reading Million Dollar Weekend is blah. And so then I showed that back to oh, Felipe. And Felipe cool. was like, yo, that's fire. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll just keep listening to the people that are telling me this stuff. And uh, that was that. I mean, there's a lot great. of other things I can, I can dive into if you're curious, but a lot that's great. more went into it than the, the prettiness of like, I sat in the woods, wrote, and then mm-hmm. I just outputted it. Mm-hmm. Cool. And guys, if you want to check out, um, if, if you want to really go down the beta readers rabbit trail, because this was a lot of really good stuff, um, check out episode seven or sorry, 171 with Rob Fitzpatrick. He wrote a book called Write Useful Books. We really geek out on beta readers, talk pros and cons, uh, and we've got kind of different takes on the process. So that might be interesting for you. We're, we're almost at the end of our time, Noah, and I'd be kicking myself if I didn't ask about the marketing stuff. Um, so I'll rapid fire like marketing? final Say questions. Marketing. What's that? Say marketing or marketing? Marketing. Yeah. Marketing. Uh, I know, I know we had that phone call. Gosh, it's probably been six months ago, nine months ago. And, and you're like, Hey, what's the best stuff to market this book? And we're talking all that. And at the end of the call, it was just kind of talking through like, Hey, there's, there's a bajillion things that you can do. Uh, and You've obviously got a massive YouTube audience. You got a big bit. Like, there's so many things that you could do. Mm. And I heard you mention this earlier. You're like, hey, we kind of just sifted and distilled it down to five things that mm. we're doing to launch the book. Can you give us a high level overview of what are those five things and how did you choose them? Yep. So, to start, there's people who sold books. This is not a new thing. <laughs> you know, there's, there's great people like Chandler out there, there's myself, Vanessa Van Edward. Ideally, myself, uh, but there, you know, Ryan, my, Ryan Moran, who you you were on his show. There's people who sold books, Paul Miller, you know, different scales of books. So call them up and ask, what's the one thing that worked best, and what's the one thing I should not do? And you do that enough times, and you'll get kind of a, a rough playbook that you can experiment with. And that's part of literally what I teach in Million Dollar Weekend is how do you get to your marketing plan? And as well, a, a lot of times, Dan Martell, you, Ryan Moran, I ask for advice. It, people say this, and I was like, does it really work? And it was like, it does. Hey, I got advice. And they're like, by the way, I'll help you. It's like, oh, well, that's kind of cool. And so a lot of times, I'm sure everyone's heard that quote about ask for advice and and you get help. So if I had to break it down at a high level for the million dollar marketing of Million Dollar Weekend, I would say is number one, make a great book. And I guess the question I'd really ask for ourselves is how do you know when it's a great book? Or how do you know it's a great product? 
And I would say the clearest way in a business is that there are people are excited to give you money. And I'd say the same thing with the book is that if you're giving it to someone who's your ideal reader and you give it to them, don't even necessarily force them to read it. Like what's happening? And I gave the book to Paul Miller, who's a popular author. And you know him, right? I don't think I do. Oh man, this guy's a, oh, you should definitely have him on the show. Paul Miller's self-published okay. 45,000 sales. Like the guy's phenomenal. He's coming over okay. to, uh, tomorrow. I'll, uh, I can connect you if you want. And I would uh, love that. Yeah. You know, it's coming back at the high level. It's like, you got to make something people want to read. And I gave him the book and he tweeted about it. I didn't even ask him to do anything. He's like, oh my God, I haven't read a book like this in a while. Most books are empty calories. And so that is what you're looking for before you're, you know, put the book out there and, and you can validate early on the concepts. So validate with tweets, validate by talking to people, validate by putting out podcasts, validate with like lighter weight things, blog posts, emails, and see what people are responding to or opening or clicking mm-hmm. or commenting or liking mm-hmm. before you rush really far down the wrong direction. So again, everything mm-hmm. in a book, every book you've ever read, I would say most of the ones are from word of mouth. And that is because mm-hmm. they are great books or they've made mm-hmm. impacts in lives. Um, number two is you got to set a clear goal with the timeline. So mine was thousand reviews within launch. So seven days. And so I just made a spreadsheet and I just one by one message people. No, no way you did. Yeah, me. And that's not arrogant. It's just like everyone out there has probably at least a hundred, if not a thousand people, they can ask to do something. And I do, you know, I've been putting out content for 24 years around business and marketing. And so I want reached out to people on my email list. I reached out to people on social media and I manually emailed them so that I would have a thousand people I can ask to leave a comment, leave a review when the book comes out. So after that goal was hit, that took, I started about nine months before launch. So we're in January uh, and I started the book marketing and doing that process uh, about a year ago, give or take. So just something to consider in your own book journey. Like most people work so hard on the book that they get tired at the marketing. I, I work so hard on the book with Tall and that helped me as well, not, be, not using all my energy there. But also it's like, I think we've put together a book. I'm excited to do the marketing. I'm excited to tell mm. the right people about it. Yep. Or I, I, mean, I want to tell people. And so after we figured out the thousand reviews, then the next goal was, can we sell 25,000 books within launch week? And originally it was 10,000 because if you, there's been data showing and you can Google this, if you get to 10,000 books, you'll very likely get to 100,000 sales. If you can mm-hmm. sell 10,000 within the, within launch month, within 30 days. And so I was, mm-hmm. I think I can do 10,000. And I called up Ramit Sethi, who I've known for 20 years. And he's like, do 25,000. Well, I was like, why? It's like, doesn't mean you have to do 25, but at least see what you would do differently in your marketing if you had mm. to do more. And it definitely prioritizes, like, I want to definitely talk to Chandler, who I think could help, you know, he knows how to sell books. Uh, now, in terms of the five things from there uh, to be able to do this, one was this launch team. So literally, like, these became our beta readers. We're mm-hmm. giving away bonuses. So if you buy one, you get this. You buy two, you get this. And we put it on a Google Doc based on looking at what other authors have done, the popular authors have done. And then we gave it to the beta readers. And we said, here's the bonuses we're doing. Which ones do you guys want? What do you not like? Again, they gave us that feedback and then that's what's dialed in our bonuses. Uh, and so we people want to see what you're doing. People are excited. Mm-hmm. I think this is a misnomer. Right. Yep. right now, the biggest trend in restaurants is that people, the kitchen is outside of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. That people want to see the cooks. And so yep. involve your audience in your process. Number two is leverage your existing assets. So I have noakagan.com. I have absumo.com. And the reality there is everyone has more than they think. Go on LinkedIn. Go open your phone right now and look through your contacts. You've got at least 150 people, every single person, I promise you. Unless it's a brand new phone, then you have. Mm-hmm. But everybody <laughs> else has got 150 contacts. <laughs> so think about what you have access to already. Most people are making it way harder on themselves. Like, all right, I'll try to pray post on Reddit that magic will happen. No, just look at who you already can talk to. 
Uh, number three was create a dream 10 list. So I figured, all right, I have this core base of people who are going to write reviews. I've got my personal audience. And again, if you don't have an email list, go to sendfox.com or ConvertKit or MailChimp. Get an email list today. Whether you have a book or whether you want to have a book, if you have an audience, you have potential customers. And so again, if you want it in the future, just start it now. So then I created a dream 10 list, you know, with most podcasts, this is what I was, most podcast audiences are also book readers. So I created a dream 10 of who do I want to, if I can only be on 10 shows, which 10 would they be? Uh, and I got on about seven of them, which is pretty cool. And these are people, and, and this was also another reminder, if you want to, if you want to ask people that you think will be good for them, one, see if you can help them a year, 10 years, 20 years before. And then secondly, how do you make it easy for them to say yes? So for these, for some shows, I created the content for them. I sent them a doc about what we would talk about based on what I know will do well with their audience, based, you know, based on what I said they're already doing. Mm. Again, I'm making it easy for them to say yes. I'm not putting work on them. Uh, number four, create work with prefluencers. These are up and comers who are easier to get access to uh, mm. and have engaged audiences. And so specifically, I targeted business content and entrepreneurship as my main one, but also real estate and personal finance because those audiences are very interested in more money. And so there's mm. not a better way to make more money than entrepreneurship. And mm -hmm. prefluencers, uh, it's just much easier, man. They're not these big people that you have to really ask for a favor potentially or do anything. They're like, yeah, I'm just getting started. And, and frankly, cool to meet people as they're coming up and, and be able to help each yeah. other. Uh, the other kind of thing I would do with the prefluencers, I ask my audience, what shows do you think I should go on? And if you know them too, mm -hmm. at a lot of the end of shows like this, I would say, hey, what other show do you think I should go to? And mm -hmm. then three, I Googled other authors who launched their book in the past. So like Ali Abdal. I just Googled Ali Abdal interview. And then I went to yeah. YouTube, Ali Abdal interview. Then I went to iTunes and Spotify, Ali Abdal interview. And I used that to construct a list of prefluencers and people that I should be connecting with. That's great. So it makes it e Yeah, you're looking for people who are raising their hands. Mm -hmm. And then I would say the, the last thing is some bulk. And this is, especially if you're trying to do a traditional book, everyone's trying to make a, a list. And I don't know, what is the list to me? I, I think this book stands for itself. I don't need a list to validated so bulk buys has to me a negative negative connotation because what people do you know this really well Chandler people get someone to buy like 10,000 books and they go live in a recycling bin I wanted it to be other bulk buys where the people can give it out to their audience and it makes sense so I'd ask people who sponsored my shows in the past and friends who or people on LinkedIn is really how I found a lot of them people who have audiences of entrepreneurs so I looked up co-working spaces I looked up friends like Dan and Ian from Tropical MBA Rob Walling, who has a lot of startup audiences, Andrew Udarian from e-commerce fuel. And I asked them, like, will you buy a hundred books to get to your audience? And uh, or the hustle, give out books to your readers as an incentive. Uh, and that was a, a few thousand sales from that. And so those are and and again, my second goal after I knew I hit the thousand was twenty-five thousand sales. So I broke it down and said, here's each of these different areas and how many sales I think I need from them to get to twenty-five thousand. So I'm working backwards from the goal, not just, you know, kind of running around hoping mm -hmm. that. Yeah, that's fantastic. We the Miller marketing plan, uh, and we got the goals and we got the five steps uh, to hit it. Um, thanks for bringing that down. We're kind of in the in the closing um, part. I'd love to ask as a final question: This book for, and where can people go to buy it? This book is for Jake. Uh, his name is Jake McDonald, and Jake lives up in North Texas. He has a day job. He's got a wife, he's got three kids, and he's all, he's had this idea in the back of his head for two years. And maybe he's tried a little bit. He watches different YouTube channels. He's checked out a podcast. He's maybe bought a book, maybe even got a course, but he still hasn't done anything. 
Jake is just as qualified as me or anyone to get a business going. He just hasn't done it yet. And so it's for that person that wants to take a chance on themselves. And maybe there's a different way that they can do it that's not so scary and is actually fun. And even more, they can do it in a very short amount of time to, frankly, build their own confidence and trust in themselves. So that is exactly who I wrote the book for. And I'm excited to see, what I really want to see is people send me stories, send me photos, send me the results for themselves. And uh, I'm looking forward to that as the the book comes out and gets into people's hands. And the book is at milliondollarweekend.com. Game on. Jake, this is for you. Um, I love... We, we talk about what's the four P's of a best-selling book, person, pain, promise, price. And the Oof. person piece is, is the part that a lot of people miss. And I think they have an ideal reader, but they don't – a lot of times we'll say, hey, think of someone you actually know in your real life and then write that book like you're writing a letter to that person. Mm. And then all the decisions about voice, should I be funny? Should I be serious? Should I say this story? Should I? It's like, well, okay, well, Jake, I say this Love to that. Jake. Right. And so it just comes back to well that. Done. Guys, uh, I can't wait I can to read add. this book. One, I'll get you a VIP book. I'll get you a VIP box. One, we're having the book launch party at your house. So I kind of owe you. <laughs> Bring the book to the house for the book launch party. <laughs> I will. I will. One other thing to add that was helpful in this whole process is that all of our beta readers took a survey. And so you could literally do the same thing with your readers that, you know, this person that you're on them afterwards. Like, what's they took away? Did you stop reading? You know, you could actually use that to keep making your book better and not be surprised. So I love that you're encouraging people to think about who it is and write a letter to them and then ask them afterwards so that you can make the book even better. Right. That's great. Um, well, guys, a couple things as we close up here. Um, number one, check out, we've got, so Ray is helping with this book launch party that's at my house for this book. And so check out the episode with Nick on this podcast about how to run a book launch party. Uh, and I think you'll like that. <laughs> so uh, bring some books. We're going to drive views through this Thank book you, launch man. party. All right. Thank I'll, you. I'll do the heavy lifting for you. So you don't got to feel uncomfortable, <laughs> but we'll, uh, we did something when we had Austin Nestle's book launch party at the house uh, that, that worked really well and should have this too. And guys, you said million dollar weekend.com. Yeah. This guy, Derek Colstead, actually, I got to give him a shout out from remotejobs.com. He bought it and he was on our launch team and he gifted it to me. So wow. I really appreciate that. Yeah. That was super cool. It's like, you don't realize like a small gift, you know, that you can do pretty cool. a lot of areas in, in a weekend can really change other people's lives. That's so wild. What a smart idea on his part, too. It's like, For I know you're about to thing. That domain probably cost him 10 bucks, maybe more than that. I don't know. But then it's you're forever grateful for that gift. Well, guys, uh, milliondollarweekend.com. Check it out. The site looks awesome. Uh, you got some good testimonials here from Marie Forleo, from Sam Parr. And there's a bunch of bonuses here. It's this really slick looking site. Uh, and ch- if nothing else, check out this just slam and cover. This thing looks awesome. I mean, uh, this is one of 50 covers. I had 50 different covers and then I think 10 different color variations. Uh, to be did able you to split test, test it? Uh, so what we did is Let's I ran put Facebook it up to ads. Okay. No, I, I just did Facebook. We did Facebook ads targeting, I think, India or countries where the, the, the clicks were a lot cheaper. We were just looking through the click-through rate. So then it's funny, the ones that I thought were going to be really popular, like one with a calendar on it, the calendar version, uh, that didn't actually perform snap thing that the the publisher did was the one that really hit and then we tried wow. all the color variations and mm-hmm. then we tried mock-ups on amazon and mock-ups in the stores yep. and uh it was fascinating most business books are yellow or blue nowadays and so ah. my color is green but i was like oh this is a color that performed just as well but it, it was a little bit more unique and cool. that's how we ended up there 
That's awesome, man. I love it. Well, guys, milliondollarweekend.com. Noah, you're the man. Thank you. You're the man. Thank you, Chandler. I'll see you at your house. Sounds good. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you could be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you could be listening to, YouTube channels that you could be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode all right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, and then number three, this is probably the most important uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right. Reviews are super important and help the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, so number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that. I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right. All you have to do is go to register to sign up, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step. So how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.